Hi, this is Russ again, and uh, students, this is uh, session number five, uh, the second CD, session 5B. Uh, we are already all the way to page 20 in those notes. We were going over the 12 uh, revelations of satanic design and power, which began with the false counterfeit seduction deception issue. That's kind of to, uh, again, to... Um, Loosen up the world's grip of the living God and of uh, real morality and of what reality is all about. So it's about seduction, deception. Uh, point two, the Revelation 2, was rise of the demonization, demonized individuals, and the moral uh, decay, especially sexual perversion. Um, Revelation 3, shaping of world opinion. Revelation 4, shaping of world leaders. Revelation 5, shaping of military men. Revelation 6, the shredding of the faith of many, which Satan will do even in our lives. He'll attempt that. He'll seek to, to uh, deceive the elect if that is possible. So we've come to 7 and 8, the revelation of the great revolt, rebellion, and then eight, the revelation that deals with the rise of the Antichrist, as he's called in Scripture, or the little horn of the beast. I think it's very important nowadays to look at the revelations that are coming out concerning uh, what the uh, leaders uh, in Islam are saying concerning the Mahdi. Their version, I mean, their, they say it's their Messiah, but their Messiah is the biblical Antichrist. And uh, they believe that uh, the, the Mahdi must uh, come on the heels of um, great slaughter and bloodshed. Great slaughter and bloodshed. And uh, then he will lead this massive army to uh, Israel, to Jerusalem, to, to conquer it, to destroy and eliminate and cleanse every Jew. Uh, there's also prophecy and teaching concerning the Mahdi that they must go towards the West, the Romans, which means Christendom, uh, that they've got to come against Christianity and eliminate it. So a lot of what the Word of God reveals... Uh, as the rise, uh, revelation, uh, and rise of satanic work uh, up to the coming of the Antichrist, his nature uh, and what he will do is uh, also found in the uh, prophecies, teachings uh, within Islam concerning their Mahdi, their Messiah. Their Messiah is the Antichrist. Their Messiah, their, their coming ruler, uh, is uh, exactly what the Word of God describes as the Antichrist. And it's very important those of you in England, in Europe, uh, realize uh, that uh, it's not the Arab people any more than it was the German people. Among the Germans came a satanic, uh, satanically given, developed uh, uh, ideology that that uh, took over the politics and the law and the and the military and mentality and science and education. And uh, there was going to be a goal for world uh, world rule through the uh, Nazi uh, Fourth Reich. And now there's going to be the same uh, mode of operation, the same goal that's going to be operating through uh, the world of uh, Muslims who've committed themselves to that teaching. 
That's why they're spreading all over the world. That's why you're seeing uh, the same method methodology uh, occurring, whether it's in South Africa, whether it's in South uh, East Asia, whether it's in uh, the Netherlands, the Dutch, um, whether it's in France, directly in the Middle East, the Palestinians, you're seeing the same attempts. And it's, it's a sad thing that we're seeing because there are many Arabs coming to Christ and uh, Jesus died for them and shed his blood for them. And uh, we need to proclaim that. We need, but we do not need, and I would scream it out to politicians and scream it out to lawmakers and enforcement uh, individuals and edu- educators. We do not need to cater to uh, Islamic Sharia law in any sense to allow them to have more and more and more of their presence and uh, their workings. Uh, among us. So it's very important that we uh, continue to, uh, if we allow ourselves to be so weakened, we will be overrun. We must uh, live out the mission of Jesus, realize that it's a worldwide mission, that it will be accomplished, the triumph of the church will be there to the very day Jesus returns, and uh, we must realize that we will be in the fray. So the seventh revelation of satanic uh, work is uh, is the great revolt the eighth is the satanic uh, uh, development of a counterfeit resu- uh, counterfeit incarnation the antichrist nine is the coming cleansing of christianity ten is the coming cleansing of israel there'll be an attempt once antichrist comes to power uh, we see this in revelation 12 where there was a where the great dragon sought to annihilate Jesus and he could not do it. So he seeks in every way possible to annihilate Israel and he cannot do it. And he seeks to annihilate and attack those who believe in Jesus and hold to the commands of God, the Christians, of course, and he will not be able to do that either. Hallelujah. So stand strong, be bold, uh, be strong and courageous. Uh, memorize uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, and have it down in your life. And uh, let God speak it to you, and uh, you become stronger and stronger and bolder and bolder. But even more than that, just simply more fruitful in uh, what you do. 11. Uh, the 11th uh, thing that I am listing here is one of the uh, revelations of satanic design and power uh, is the pouring out of the abyss, hell on wheels, Revelation 9, verses 11 to 20. The fifth angel, you know, sounds. And uh, we see that there's the king of the abyss, and he has the, he's been given the authority. And that might be through ritual format. That may be he, some way he's given the right. He has the right. Uh, he has the keys, which is the authority, to open the abyss. Now, the abyss, uh, as some have said for some time, is under the earth. I believe it's dimensional. I believe it might be out there in what we consider space, not too far from us, because when the abyss is opened, it will have such an effect that will it affect the physical uh, sun and daylight. It will have an effect, and uh, people will see it from, the, from uh, like a great furnace up there in the sky. Something will open up. And uh, obviously the creatures that are described there, some think are the return of the Nephilim. Uh, they're, they're obviously demonic. They've been caged, demonic presence. 
and they can't wait to get out of their cage. And when the door is opened there, as uh, Satan gets the final authority to open that door, a dimensional gateway is opened, and these creatures come down upon the earth, and they begin to flood the earth and attack. Now, God, now if you read it all, there's a sovereign um, limitation. God has a sovereign limitation. They can't touch anybody who has the seal of God. Now, the seal of God is in reference to the Spirit of God, those that God owns, those that God knows that are His, that were marked with a seal. And uh, they, cannot, uh, they cannot touch us. And uh, God gives a sovereign declaration. They cannot touch certain things. But uh, they do then begin to attack the people. And uh, obviously, this is, you know, some think this is even a backfire that uh, as they're unleashed to attack and destroy and so forth, um, they end up destroying and attacking those who have the mark of the beast. And those who have the mark of the beast begin to curse God and they cannot die. Things like this. I mean, listen, this is a revelation that will occur in the context of the last seven years. Where finally, what we know, what we know of as as invisible, the demonic realm has been somewhat. I mean, mostly in a sense, invisible to us. We have not been able to see the demons stand before us. They are real. They could, but our eyes have not seen that. The world shall see these uh, these creatures. These uh, these. Uh, uh, they 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 are going to come with a with a fierce attack. Uh, to bring what? Look what they bring. This is all in the structure of satanic ritual uh, format. They bring terror. They bring torment. They bring pain. They bring harm. They bring hurt. They bring destruction. That's all they bring. God gives them sovereign limitations. But nevertheless, at some point in human history, during those seven years, the abyss that is out there, that the demons... Now listen, in Luke chapter 8, verse 30, 31, you can go back to that and read about it. Uh, there was an absolute fear. The demons did not want to uh, be returned to the abyss. They hate going there. In deliverance sessions that I've done over the years, the demons definitely fear the abyss. That's a lockdown to them. Um, it's like being thrown away, and uh, they will not have the ability to, to do anything until that day. So they come out with a ferocious. I mean, the idea of the abyss being opened. Look at the look at the imagery, like a furnace. It's like a blast furnace that's opened up, and all of a sudden the creatures begin to flow through. Is this a wormhole? Is this you know what? I don't know that for sure. All I can tell you is the abyss biblically, the abyss exists. It's a vast prison holding place of some of the most horrific demonic presence, maybe even the Nephilim. We also know that the king of the abyss will eventually have the authority, have the keys to open it. And that will usually come because he gained the right. It may be done because of ritual rites. It may be done other, in other ways. But he gains the right to open it. And sure enough, he does open it. And the creatures attack. And uh, this will be an incredible, an incredible event in human history. To the world, it will seem as though aliens have come out of the skies. So those who are in, in the, the world of studying uh, and researching UFOs, and abduction scenarios 
those of you who have been looking into that realm and world and, and have heard what the what some of the, quote, alien spirits have said concerning their arrival, their coming, uh, the idea of project evacuation. Uh, there's a lot of stories coming out concerning, quote, the aliens who are speaking and saying what they're going to do may have a corresponding connection to this event. I don't believe the alien ships and the alien lights and the alien presence, I don't believe they're physical. I believe that they are extra-dimensional. I believe that they are dimensional in the sense that there are things that appear and disappear in the skies, a great delusion, a great, you know, deception there. And we can add, when, listen, we need to exercise our spiritual authority towards uh, all of uh, what's going on in the area of UFOs. We need to understand that uh, the that that uh, millions. I was reading in a book called "The Dark Side of the Supernatural," where it talked about 72 million uh, Americans uh, claim to have seen something. Uh, 42 believe they have personal. 42 million have some level of a personal experience. Reading in Gary Bates' book uh, on uh, on on aliens and UFOs and so forth, um, alien alien abductions. It's an amazing thing how many hundreds of thousands of individuals say that they have now been uh, uh, taken up by these uh, spirits and uh, used and abused by them. I mean, there's a whole world of information very similar to satanic ritual abuse, very similar to the issue of once again trying to create hybrids, uh, human demonic, human spirit uh, creations uh, uh, to uh, for what use? Uh, what's the what's the ultimate use? Um, maybe we should look at uh, the book Trojan Horse by John, uh, by Mac and, and Keel and those guys who are writing about the warnings concerning uh, alien um, visitation. Well, I don't believe they're aliens like my favorite Martian. I believe that they are a demonic presence, um, that they may be, again, having something to do with the Nephilim. And uh, obviously they're involved with uh, deception, there's some great folks that were out of Roswell that deal with, uh, there's a new radio station down there, Stardust Radio Station in Roswell, New Mexico, that uh, the individuals that are involved, Jim and others, uh, Joe, Jordan and others, that are involved in doing deliverance work with people who've claimed to be abducted by aliens. And they're finding that the authority in the name of Jesus delivers them from the presence and power and working of these, uh, quote, aliens, demonic presence. Well, we need to do a tremendous uh, study on the issue of the abyss and this pouring out. In my personal view, when this occurs on the face of the earth, what was once invisible, the dimension is broken, and these beings are visible and come and attack Here's what I believe. I believe that that the uh, those who've taken the mark of the fallen, uh, those who've still rejected Christ, will be deceived in such a way that they will think that it's some kind of alien attack. Obviously, in chapter nine, you're going to read where their ultimate end is. They curse God. It's all all of this occurs just like Satan's mode of operation with Job. Satan goes in to beat up on Job, to harm Job, to torment Job, to affect his physical body. They're not, Job did not die, but he affected everything about Job. And the whole goal was to get Job to curse God and die. Look in chapter 9 of Revelation. When the people begin to curse God, 
They blaspheme God. They blame it all on God. These will be some of the same people, the people that experience these creatures that come down upon the earth, out of the sky, out of that dimension, out of the sky, down upon the earth, as the scripture says. These will be the same people later on, Revelation 16, when the demonic presence goes out to deceive. These will be the same people that gather together to fight directly against the Lamb of God. That's right. It may be that these people who experienced this, um, these creatures that came out of the sky, out of that dimension and out of the sky and came down upon the earth and uh, tormented them, they may be convinced that Jesus Christ is the next alien coming down out of the sky because the Word of God says He will descend from heaven. He will come down. And the dimension of the third heaven that that will break open, and Jesus will come through, and again dimensionally in that sense, out of the heavens. I wonder if they're going to be convinced by the seducing spirits that this is another alien attack, and that all of the military power necessary, all of the military leaders and workers. All of the uh, machinery and all of the weaponry and all of the soldiers need to be gathered together. To me, it is as if Satan has gathered work for this day. Because he knows Jesus is returning, just like he knew. Revelation you know, chapter 12, it shows the dragon standing and waiting when the child Israel was going to bring forth through Mary, of course, the Messiah. The dragon was standing and waiting. He knew the prophecy. He knew to stand there and wait to devour the child the moment the child was born. Of course, in the fulfillment of prophecy, Rachel uh, was weeping for her children and couldn't be comforted. Because why? Herod uh, ordered that uh, all the babies from two years old and under would be slaughtered and killed because uh, he had satanic fear in his heart. And Satan used him to try to annihilate Jesus. And that was prophesied by God. You see, again, strategic, specific things, events in history, are the ones that God has... He can give us 10 million prophecies, but He's given us the strategic and most important things. That's why we should know them well, Christian. That's why you're taking this class. That's why God has you in divine appointment right now. That's why God's going to take you far beyond this class to learn more of Scripture and more of Scripture and more of Scripture and more of the prophecies. Because I guarantee you, and I believe the Word of God uh, reveals that Satan understands and knows biblical prophecy. I believe Satan knows that Jesus will return visibly out of the heavens and descend right down into Jerusalem, and there's where he will initiate his 1,000-year millennial reign. I believe Satan knows that. That's why I believe that he has to do all that he can to bring, you know, to, to collapse the world system, the Great Rebellion, to come to power as the fake uh, man of peace and world leader by the mid-period of the tribulation to kill the two witnesses, to stop the massive uh, revival and, and millions and millions that are turning to Christ. He's going to need to go worldwide in his attempt to eliminate all Christians and then to attack Israel and allow uh, the Arabs, uh, the Muslims rather, and others to come in to attack and trample Israel. Um, he's going to allow all of this, 
and he's going to open the abyss to allow the the creatures, the demonic presence uh, creatures, to come down. All in this overarching seduce seduction and seducing of the world leaders and people. Can you get a can you get a picture of this? That all of what Satan is doing ultimately is to become named God on the face of the earth to eliminate. Uh, the presence of God. That's why he's called the man of lawlessness, antinomianism, uh, uh, um, antinomos, uh, that he's against the law, the presence, anything uh, of the rule and realm of God. He is the he is the antithesis. He is the opposite. He is the nemesis. When Satan indwells the Antichrist. He's going to use all those who take the mark of the beast. They will be so seduced, so used, so absolutely led into bloodshed. The ultimate use of his people will be as he gathers world leaders. Can you imagine leaders in France and Italy and Germany, England, others? Can you imagine as he draws people from Russia and others and the Arab states and maybe even a collapsed and demonized United States? As he grafts, you know what? The Antichrist doesn't need just the politics. He needs the military. And in all the prophecy books, we've been missing this. He needs the military. He needs the military to be able to gather the kings, the military rulers, to gather millions of soldiers, uh, the most powerful weaponry, uh, to come onto the battlefield, Revelation 16, to gather them together against the great day of the Lord. Now the great day of the Lord is spoken of, the very final part of it, in Revelation 19. Satan gathers the armies of the earth together, not to fight each other. Look at Revelation 19. Read it through. He gathers the armies of the world together. Here's the ultimate goal. To gather them together to do what? To fight against the Lamb of Heaven. To fight against the descent of Jesus. Maybe he's convincing them all that it's another alien attack that what came out of the heavens and attacked the world somewhere, we don't see in Scripture how they they got rid of them, where they went to, but now there's going to be another breaking open dimensionally from the heavens. Now we're going to see that the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Revelation, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, with, with trillions of his angels... Uh, of course, the church, somewhere along the line, is already raptured up. I'm not going to deal with the issue of timing. But the body of Christ will be raptured up, changed, trans, you know, transformed, and we will be following down, coming down with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as the Lord Jesus Christ is descending, as the, uh, as the visible return of the earth, as he's coming down towards Jerusalem, now the satanic Messiah of Islam, is said to come up from where? A whale, below, down below. He comes up out of the earth. The Antichrist comes up out of the earth. He comes up out of the sea of humanity. Well, the Lord Jesus comes as a descent from the heavens. And so, and again, the, the, the mention opens up, the heavens open up, 
and the Lord Jesus and the angels, the visible return, the glorious uh, visible return of Jesus Christ. Babylon will be uh, fallen and destroyed. Jesus will return, and according to all of Scripture, Second Thessalonians and also Revelation 19, he'll destroy the Antichrist, he'll destroy the false prophet, uh, he'll bring destruction to the armies of Antichrist. That means, listen, that the, those soldiers, those people that have given themselves over to the Antichrist, those Luciferians, those who have believed uh, coming through that new world order, that new age system of spiritual evolution because they've listened to the lie that somehow, someway, they're going to begin become you know gods, that they're going to evolve into godhood, that they will have a new godhood, Christ consciousness, that they will, you know, that we need a uh, spiritual uh, revolution and evolution of humanity and they're going to believe the lie that the new age has has poured out for some 50 years and literally the lie that goes to the Gnostics in the early church that goes all the way back well we'll talk about G3 in just a moment but out of the abyss comes these creatures and it all has is all connected it's all connected Revelation 12 the demonization of political leaders uh, and military leaders out of ritual format. Revelation 16, the demons that look like frogs, they go out to all the ends of the earth. They gather the people together. They gather the, the leaders. It's all under demonic uh, guidance, demonic uh, uh, operation, uh, the work of Satan, the supernatural operative power that is operating in the minds and the hearts. Listen, every one of those earth dwellers, inhabitants of the earth, that have taken the mark the mark, I don't care what else anybody says it is, I'm telling you right now, the mark has to do with the acquisition of demonic presence in a person's life. Just as we receive Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God comes into our lives and we are sealed and marked with the Holy Spirit, when they make allegiance uh, to that order, to that to man, when they make allegiance, they will also be marked spiritually by demonic presence and uh, they're that's that's it for them and they're sold out they're, there's no redemption from that point on and so they're under that demonic uh, presence they're under that demonic energy they're under that demonic inspiration i'm saying that to the political leaders the military leaders uh there are many now luciferians undergrounders that say that they already know what the mark's all about and if you read any of the underground uh, satanic rituals to enter in and become a Luciferian worshiper, it involves, one, the absolute deep renunciation of God, Christ, the church, the word of God, and everything like that. On the other hand, it has everything to do with uh, accepting Satan and his presence and powers and workings and giving yourself irreversibly to Satan, to Lucifer, and to his cause. So the revelations of the outpouring of the abyss and the uh, final uh, demonization of the political and military leaders. Now can you see why we're told in Second Thessalonians 2 is the body of Christ, first of all, with urgency to pray for all the leaders out there, for those in authority. And that's two realms, political leaders and military leaders. We need to be pouring out prayers over the Pentagon and over bases, pouring out prayers over, listen, in the United States and in England specifically, we need to pray against the satanic infiltration of military. 
the satanic use of military, the satanic uh, inspiration of new weaponry through military scientists, the, uh, the crazy, crazy development of chemical and biological weapons. Where do the ideas come from? Where do the evil ideas come from? Is Satan setting up himself for his future military? Is he giving the ideas to militaries today, scientists today, scientists who are Luciferian, New Agers, scientists who are opened up, you know, scientists who meditate and listen? Listen, politicians, you know, that are out there that are listening, that are being influenced. Are, are there really strong occultic group, remote viewers, satanic, luciferian remote viewers that are able to project and influence the thoughts of po- political leaders and so forth? I believe they can have influence. I believe that when uh, millions of Muslims are praying in the mosque that they can have influence because they're opening gateways to the demonic realm, the demonic world, to allow them legally to come through and uh, to do what they've inspired them to pray to do. It's the demons. Just like the Holy Spirit inspires me to pray, to pray in the Spirit, prayer is set on fire. Remember what we did in the beginning of the course? Our prayers are to be set on fire by the Holy Spirit. If you, if you take a piece of paper today and say, Lord Jesus, show me how to pray for politicians. Show me how to pray for military. And you take the word of God and the Spirit's leading and guiding, you're going to find that you're going to be praying against satanic infiltration, satanic use. You're going to be praying that, that politicians and governors and so forth get saved, that they get influenced by God, that they resist the satanic, uh, you know, luciferic, you know, uh, ideology that's coming down the pike. Listen, we need to be engaged, Christians. We need to be engaged. As we're seeing the revelations biblically of uh, satanic presence, design, and power, and working, we are seeing something vast, are we not? To some who've told me when I've gone through this before, Russ, this is like uh, this is overwhelming. It's so it's so vast. Well, you're right. Well, that doesn't that doesn't mean that we should begin see no evil, hear no evil, run from evil. This means that we need to engage what God has specifically, strategically, uh, by uh, pinpoint accuracy. He has revealed Satan's playbook, his plans, his strategy, so that we can respond and, and warn the world. We need to use every avenue of media to warn the world. One of the best uh, CDs and end-time uh, um documentaries I've seen is called Seven Signs of Christ's Return. Just check it out on the web. Look it up. Seven Signs of Christ's Return. If you're able to order it, order it for 20 bucks. One of the best uh, documentaries uh, referring to the end times and uh, what's occurring. Incredible use of of media and of... uh, DVD to uh, convey to the world uh, what is coming. There's revelation in that DVD, uh, that movie of of these things that we're talking about, and uh, it's great to use that as an evangelistic tool, as an as as also a warning to the world. So we need to be preaching the warning, not just screaming about the darkness is coming, the darkness is coming, the darkness is coming. No, we need to give the answer. Christ has come. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming. The King of Heaven is coming. And we need to proclaim Jesus Christ to the very end, to the very day. I want to be, pro- I want to be proclaiming Jesus Christ to the very day that He returns, and that we are caught up to be with the Lord Jesus. 
I want to be praying against and using the authority of Jesus Christ that he's given me to pray against the demonic presence. And listen, in the end days, if you're going to use the authority of the Lord, you're going to be busy. So let's be like Daniel as you're reading the book of Daniel again and again and again these next number of weeks. Every, see why he prayed three times a day? It may be, he, may, he may have realized he needed to. He needed to. In the morning, he's, he got before God and prayed. In the afternoon, somewhere in the evening. And uh, we may need, under the development and, and this ramping up of demonic presence all around us, to be those who can sit before God and, uh, and, and find the center of our, of our, our, our daily uh, you know, sanity and, and uh, peace and calm, let alone uh, the instruction and in, in building up that we can get in the Word of God. As you meet with God, uh, An- old Andrew Murray, the great devotion writer, used to call the morning watch and the night watch. At the very least, I encourage you and urge you in the Lord to have a time in the morning that you're praying and interceding and doing all the stuff, prayer mapping. I hope you're using the prayer maps. I hope you're praying out. I hope you now see why we've developed the prayer map the way we have so that you get before the Lord and and get things right before Him and then you worship and then you go into intercession and pray for souls and churches and blessing and so forth. And then you come to the areas of uh, praying for victimization and those coming out of the cults and satanic stuff and uh, seeing them delivered and healed and redeemed. And then the exposure of darkness and revelation of that darkness. And then begin to use the authority of Jesus to pray against it. That's why he gave us the authority. The authority is not going to be any good if we don't use it. The power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness for Jesus Christ. What good will that be upon our lives if we do not become a witness? The power of the Holy Spirit is not to be just so that we feel good. (laughs) It's to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, every time I've been out sharing Jesus Christ and leading people to Christ, I have always felt good. I have never seen a depressed, spirit-filled soul winner for Jesus Christ. Never seen one. I've seen them weep for lost souls, but they're not depressed. They're excited about winning souls. They're led by the Spirit of God. Dear, sweet Christian and student and friend, I pray that God will bless you to be filled with the Spirit of God and clothe with the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness, to pray with your prayers set on fire by the Holy Spirit. Just as occultists will have their prayers influenced by demonic presence, their rituals are designed and revealed and uh, influenced. Where do you think Aleister Crowley got his inspiration to design ritual? Through demonic presence, through demonic working. Where do you think Luciferians are getting their design? Because the other side is speaking. The other side is is guiding and directing and shaping. Well, at Revelation, the Revelation on page 20 of your notes, the uh, the 12th Revelation of Satanic Design and uh, Power and Plan is the demonization, the final demonization of political power military leaders. For what reason? Well, Revelation 19.19. Revelation 19.19. As the demonic-inspired, demonic-possessed, demonic-guided army prepares itself around Jerusalem for the descent of the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan will have every possible arsenal ready every possible weapon, every thing he can do 
to stop the arrival of the visible return of Jesus Christ. Just as he attempted to stop the arrival of the birth of Messiah, Revelation 12. Christian, Satan knows Jesus is coming. And a lot of what he's doing is to get to his end goal. The final revelation of the final solution to make war on God. To make war on God. To make war on God. Isn't that what his insatiable, perverted, twisted, self-disintegrating, you know, uh, transmuted being did in, in Isaiah 14? Did he not want to ascend? Did he not want to take God's throne? He wanted to take it by force, by force of the will. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Christian, five times, the force of will, way beyond Nietzsche, way beyond the force of will of Hitler, the force of this insatiable lust to dethrone God and enthrone himself, the insanity of the finite wanting to become infinite. That is the end goal. That is the end goal of his work. That is why he's using the New Agers. That's why he will step on the heads of all that he's used. He'll step on the head of Jack Parsons, of Ron L. Hubbard, of all the Scientologists. He'll step on the heads of the New Agers, Dave Spangler, all the Luciferians, Benjamin Cream. Uh, Krim, all the rest. He will step on the heads of Satanists and others. He will use Marilyn Manson. He will use all of them uh, in this process of uh, coming to the, the great revolt, the rise of Antichrist, the cleansing of Christianity, the cleansing of Israel, pouring out of the beings of the abyss so that ultimately he can gather all the, the those who have taken the mark specifically the political and military leaders. So we should warn them now, and uh, by God's providence, if somehow this message would ever get to a political or military leader, you have been warned. Satan wants to operate through your life. He absolutely, this is one of his end goals. He has to infiltrate U.S. military, uh, European military, British military. He has to infiltrate all to eventually shape it and eventually use it uh, in the end because Satan seeks uh, to stop, uh, to destroy uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in the second coming, the visible return of Jesus. And that is, to me, an audacity that I, I can't even understand. That is an audacity. He did it when Jesus was at the Lord's Supper, the last the last supper of the Lord Jesus Christ with his disciples. He came into the rooms. Jesus said, you know, that Satan, Simon, Simon, Satan is asked to sift you as wheat. He entered into Judas to betray Jesus. Uh, he will enter into political minds and military minds that have rejected Christ, that do not have the Spirit of God, that do not have the, the mark and the seal of the God of heaven. Uh, those of you who have rejected, those who have rejected, uh, you will be decimated. You will be so deceived. You'll be fighting with all of your passion, but you'll be fighting against the God of heaven. That's what Satan did with the angels. He took as many as he could to fight against the throne of heaven, and he lost. To fight you know, against the uh, first arrival of Jesus when he was born, and he lost. And now he's going to do it in the end, to fight against the arrival of Jesus uh, in the visible return that is so heavily prophesied in the book in the New Testament. 
Well, dear student, I want to take you to page 21, the last page of session 5. Under D, the reason old horny head gets so far. Now, this is vital insight. Why does Satan get so far? How does evil do it? How's come, you know, that it seems like the whole world's going to go crazy? And uh, we're going to see it, uh, the, again, to the degree of satanic presence do we find the degree of human destruction. With, with the ramping up of satanic presence, you have the ramping up of bloodshed. The manifestation of satanic presence is connected to bloodshed. And billions will lose their lives in those last number of years. Under the wrath of Antichrist, people will lose their lives. Under the uh, chaotic an 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 anarchy that, that Satan will unleash, under the uh, wrath of Antichrist, under the wrath of God as it begins to fall, as it targets the satanic kingdom and the beast empire, as bloodshed upon bloodshed, you will have not only the highest degree of satanic manifestation of satanic presence you'll have the highest degree of bloodshed the blood shall flow and Satan doesn't care well another blood flowed and that was the blood of Jesus on the cross that uh, has disarmed and dismantled in a public way the powers and authorities Jesus triumphed over him and them by his work on the cross if you're saved, you better be glad because military leaders, political leaders, and many of those who take the mark in their rejection of Jesus Christ, uh, they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. They delight in wickedness. They're literally going to delight in it and love it. And they will lose their souls forever. They will lose their souls forever. As Jesus Christ returns, he will stop not only the Antichrist and the false prophet, but he will decimate in one day, in one day, in one moment. He will decimate the troops of Antichrist. I cannot tell you the stories of those who have come to me out of the underground military places and so forth that have told me that they are part of the troops of Antichrist. That they literally believe, it's like demonic programming, they believe that they shall win. Luciferians believe they shall win. Luciferians have been convinced they shall win. How does he do it? How does evil go so far? Well, let's take a look at it. Page 21, your notes. To the degree that a person, a family, a nation, and the world rejects and closes the door on God, and at the same time, opens and embraces the lies of the dragon. That's the reason we're back to square G3. Genesis chapter 3. The only reason Satan came uh, into the hearts of humanity, the only reason he got to rule and to reign, to become the God of this world, this age, the only reason he gets to rule and, and deceive and do what he does is because humanity opened the door, because we opened the door in the beginning, and, uh, and the only reason that people are demonized along the way in every single case of demonization because they have opened the door or the family bloodline has opened the door 
And the only reason that Satan will ever get so far on the face of the earth is because people reject the real Christ. They will reject the living God. They will close the door on the real God of heaven, the word of God of heaven, and the real Christ of heaven. And they will open the door for a counterfeit, for a lie, for a satanic spiritual evolution a promise that will never be fulfilled. They will be used, they will be taken to the slaughter, they will lose their souls. In the context of God summoning all men everywhere to repent, in the context of God is not willing that anybody should perish, but that all come to repentance. In the context of Ezekiel 33, that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn. In the context, in Second Thessalonians chapter, or Second Timothy chapter 2, where God is uh, willing, you know, God wants all men, wills all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. In the agenda of God, listen, uh, men reject God, men reject, they resist the Holy Spirit as Stephen, Spirit-filled Stephen, preached the message to those who were stiff-necked, committed to a cultic ideology, an occultic religion, a, a cult of religion of that day and they rejected Jesus Christ and he said you stiff-necked and uncircumcised Jews you always resist the Holy Spirit as the world chooses chooses to resist and reject and close the door in the face of the living personal relational God as they close the door on the Word of God and the incredible brilliance of the Word of God, as they slam the door in the face of the Lamb of God, the Messiah, who died as a substitute of the cross for their lives, as they reject, and let me tell you something, anytime you read about Satan, and I, I've got a book here called The Devil's Bible, put out by the Church of the Black Goat, put out by a priest on how to become a Luciferian and work... Part of the ritual involves three specific rituals where you must reject, close the door, literally cut out God in every single possible way. And then, in many cases, with blood sacrifice, open the door and embrace the lie and the lies and the words of, of the dragon of Satan, of the ancient dragon, the serpent called the devil. That's why we see in the Old Testament, Choose you this day whom you will serve. If Baal is God, serve him. If God, if Yahweh is God, serve him. The reason Satan gets so far in any life is because of their rejection of the God of heaven, of Christ, of protection, of power, of grace and mercy, and the acceptance of lies. That's why any demon will have its way in a person's life, in a family's life, in a city in a church if there's infiltration because men have become willing because they have opened up because they've said yes Satan cannot do it without that yes vital for all of us listening right now to say you know what I renounce Satan I renounce every demon I renounce every lie every stronghold I hate his I hate evil Romans chapter 12 you know it tells us cling to what is good hate what is evil absolutely, utterly despise what is evil. Not people, but what is evil. My old friend used to say to me, Russ, there's nothing in hell that I want. And I agree with him. 
Back to Genesis chapter 3 is where it all began, where humanity could have stayed. By listening to God, by obeying God, by staying with God, by loving God, we could have been preserved. But by listening to the liar, by rejecting God, by throwing his word to the ground and accepting a lie and a false word, we accepted a lying false God, small g, a finite being, whose power is in his lie and in his deception and not in his nature. So let me uh, take you right now to this page, my friend. Page 21. In the middle of page 21, enter dark theology, small t, or an upside down t. Here's what some we can do even now as believers, and part of this course trains you to do so. Reading Hell's Playbook. Reading Hell's Playbook. That is, reading Hell's Playbook and headlines. What, ha- what is Satan doing in the world around us? What do you see him doing? Listen, we're going to read Hell's Playbook. We're going to read Hell's headlines because you can. If you know the Word of God well, if you know the prophecies, if you're getting them down now, if you're understanding those simple 12 specific revelations that we just went over, biblical revelations of uh, Satan's uh, uh, plot, his plan, his power, his design, then you're going to understand. Then you're going to understand uh, his, his work in the world. So take a look at this. As New Testament watchmen, New Testament watchmen, uh, we are going to be uh, watchmen and prophetic witnesses on behalf of, uh, of Jesus Christ. The witness of the church is pointing to Jesus in the New Testament. Ezekiel 33 is a good model as God appoints watchmen. Uh, and the whole goal of God appointing the watchmen is to save, is to save lives. Ephesians 5 and 4 talk about, in study of those chapters, about we who are now in Christ and we're now in the light and we've come to the light and we're to expose the evil deeds of darkness. So part of the witness of the body of Christ uh, as being watchmen and prophetically unveiling these prophecies, using them in witness form, using them, <laughs> excuse me, using them to plead to the church and seek God for revival, to plead to the church to be pure and strong and be a part of the great commission and fulfill. God gave us a mission to go to the ends of the earth, every highway, every Bible, every, every highway, every byway, every creature, preach the gospel to every creature. We need to be not just knowing Satan's agenda, but we need to be a part in the context of knowing his Satan's agenda. We need to we need to be doing God's agenda. So listen, I am committed uh, first and foremost to Jesus and his mission and his agenda of world evangelization. To preach Jesus Christ and the kingdom, reign, rule of God to every single human being I can find. Read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to every, literally every single person that I might win the ploy the most possible. Oh, Christian, please desire to win the most possible. How can you read Hell's Headlines and Playbook? Well, number one, biblical prophecy. Go back over the 12 revelations and those scriptures that I've given already. Biblical prophecy. Know it well. Second, the ancient spirits, the collective voices... Paul von Ward calls them the collective voices of advanced beings, the demons, the ascended masters. They are speaking. 
they're giving their writings in the in the new age books and in many other materials that are out there they're they're uh, uh they're they're telling us what they want the satanic counterfeit uh this uh, kingdom uh this uh, new age of aquarius uh, this uh luciferian new world order the masons and albert pike have all described as luciferians so we can read it in their materials and what they say and listen to what they're saying we can also decode the secret power of lawlessness in this sense in this sense as we pray that god would expose darkness this is what we find that we do when we pray to find it we pray to get more we've had people give us confiscated books of shadows we've they've given it to us we've confiscated them and they've given their stuff up they've given us uh, materials and things they've spoken of the secrets they've we've been in meetings and 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 we've and we've sat and listened and we've gone over things with those who are coming out of the underground trying to come out before it's too late so you can read hell's headlines in his playbook uh primarily by the word of god and biblical prophecy by the Holy Spirit uh, showing you and helping you and knowing that as the platform, by listening to the ancient spirits in this sense, reading their materials, listening to their speakers. Benjamin Krim in England is a number is a number one. Paul von Ward, Eric von Doniken, many other writers. You can hear a lot of it on Coast to Coast with Art Bell and George Norrie. What I'm saying by that is many of the guests they have on uh, are speaking the Luciferian. A satanic agenda and philosophy and, and sharing and telling you uh, the lies of things like the, the gospel of Judas and uh, psychic readings and prophecies of the future and oracles of the, of, of the future and remote viewers and uh, a lot of it is all shaped under uh, those 12 uh, biblical prophecies and revelations decoding the secret power of lawlessness, praying against it, praying that God will show what's going on, praying that God will show what's going behind the scenes. This is what we've needed to do for years concerning satanic ritual abuse because they have they have done their rituals to protect themselves. We've got to pray through them and pray that God break the satanic powers, break the satanic seals of invisibility, break the satanic rituals that have been done so that... Um, where they're hurting children, where they're doing perversity, can be found out and be brought down. And we must act like Josiah in Second uh, Kings, chapter twenty-two and twenty-three. We must get out there and do what Josiah, you know, in in the New Testament sense, does. And finally, under D, what are they saying? Beginning to write down what the spirits now. First, First Timothy four tells us. That seducing spirits are coming to you know seduce, and uh, that uh, there will be be doctrines of demons. They are what the demons are saying. In Marilyn Ferguson's book, uh, in, in uh, the Course of Miracles, in many of the books, in the Quran, in the new, in the uh, in the Jehovah Witness version of the Bible, uh, in their literature, in Mormon literature. Uh, you're going to find the closer they were to, you know, Madame Bladvisky's, uh, uh, Helen, uh, Helena uh, Bladvisky uh, in her writings of the secret doctrine, Alice Bailey Smith. So many of them will show you what the, quote, ascended masters, demons, had been saying, what they are saying, and many of them are revealing that the Word of God has already um, predicted and shown what they're going to be doing and what they're going to be saying. 
So my friend, are you ready? Are you ready to serve the Lord all the more? Are you ready to you know, be prayed up? Do you feel like, listen, when I see the evil, when I see the stuff going on, when I, when I see, it, it moves me to fight against it. It moves me to want to win more souls, to be more strategic in my prayers. So may I encourage you, just ask the Lord to ca- cause you to be stronger in Him and uh, and uh, to, to allow Him to just use the material here to repent of any sin in your own life, to surrender to Jesus, to seek to grow stronger in the Word of God, to let the Holy Spirit fill you more and more. Acts 9.22, that you will become more and more powerful in Jesus Christ. He is the King Eternal. He did decimate what he, the satanic presence and power at the cross. He's won all the authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Him. He has given us authority, given us the Spirit, given us the Word of God. He promised to be with us to the very end of the age. Listen, if you want the manifested nearness of Jesus, the manifested presence, that sense of His his working among you, get involved in the Great Commission. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 20. The disciples went out everywhere evangelizing. They were preaching the Gospel of the Kingdom. And guess what? The Lord worked with them. He confirmed His Word by the signs that followed. God will bless you in evangelism. God will bless you in soul winning. God will bless you in intensified prayers for those souls and against the dark side. God will use you to to authoritatively kick out the demons in people's lives and see them set free and see Jesus glorified. Well, until session 6, my friend... Uh, we will uh, just continue to serve the Lord, pray for each other. On uh, Sunday nights, I have the class Pray For You. Uh, I pray for you by name. Students here in the United States and in England, I pray for you by name. And I pray, Father, right now, bless the dear students, their families. Uh, God, increase the knowledge of the Word of God, their uh, their awareness of Jesus, your inseparable, unbroken presence in their life, your power. And God... Uh, just cause them to receive all of your grace and mercies by faith, but manifest all of your uh, blessing and power through their obedience to the Word of God. God bless you. I'll see you in the next session. Give me an email or two if uh, if you have any other difficulties going on. And uh, we want to hear from you concerning the class and uh, your work. And uh, we just bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. <music>